It is pumpkin season. Pumpkins are everywhere. They are all over mantles. They are all over tabletops. They are in our lattes, in our soups, in our pancakes. <laughs> it is pumpkin season, but do you have to decorate only with pumpkins in the fall? You don't. And today that's what we're talking about. We're talking about transitioning your home from that vibrant summer into a more relaxing, calm, cool winter using the season of fall. And we're doing that using our five senses, where we're going to layer depth and warmth and character into our home decorating to bridge that gap between summer and winter. And we're going to do it without pumpkins. Yeah, you heard me. Pumpkins are awesome. And if you have pumpkins, do not throw them away because you might want to add them in. But there are other ways we can bring in a touch of fall into our home decorating without getting out all the pumpkins. All right, grab a notebook, grab a pen, grab your favorite pumpkin spice latte <laughs> or, or drink, and let's dive into today's show. We grew up with the phrase, home is where the heart is, but our culture has shifted and now the message is, home should be Pinterest perfect. I'm calling BS on that message. Home, it's not about the stuff, it's about the story. And whether you know it or not, your home is a reflection of you and is already saying something. So what is it that you want it to say? Hey, I'm Danny, a former first grade teacher turned home decorator. Going from a dual income to a single income so I could stay home with my babies meant budget, like ramen eating, goodwill shopping budget. And I learned a few things along the way, like how to bring big style to your home without breaking the bank. And I'm sharing it all with you. Tips, tricks, decor, and design advice so you can learn to tell your story with your style. Where you can start living free from the Pinterest perfect trap and start living a life of intention. Welcome to Fig and Farm at Home, where we design happy living and where it doesn't have to be perfect to be beautiful. When you think about fall, what do you think about? Do you think about cool, cool nights and warm days? Do you think about Friday night lights in the football season? Do you think about tailgating? Do you think about crackling fires? What is it that you think about? For me, I think about so many things, and I've mentioned it before that fall is my very favorite season. I love the sights and the smells of fall. I love waking up to a really chilly morning and having it warm up throughout the day. I love the layers that that means, that I need to dress in different layers. I love the smells of apple orchards and even the way that unpicked apples when they fall on the ground and they kind of get that fermented warm sweet smell. I like that. <laughs> it's very fall to me. I love the drinks, the food. I love making my first pot of soup. I can go on and on about what it is I like about fall. But the thing that is most intriguing to me is the way that fall is a bridge between summer and winter. And if you think about summer and how robust and kind of loud it is, and the contrast of winter and how dark and quiet it is, fall is a really nice bridge. So let's think about that for a second. If you think about summer, you can think about summer being really colorful. The skies seem bluer. The the bright sun seems brighter. You think about bright clothing in swimsuits and towels. You think about the taste of the, the taste of summer in the ice cream and the watermelon and the fresh berries. You think about the sounds with the 
running lawnmower and the sprinklers, the kids laughing outside because they're spending so much time outside, the bouncing balls, the rolling scooters, you think about all of those things and it contrasts so vividly with winter. And in winter, people are more inside. We've quieted down quite a bit. We're nestling in and snuggling deep. Maybe it is so quiet that you can hear uh, the howling of the wind or you can hear the snowfall. Such different contrast in all of the senses. But fall leads us gently from summer into winter. It's a natural quieting down. It's a natural stilling for us. And as it prepares us to be really quiet and introspective in the winter, after having such a vibrant summer, creating space within our homes that reflects this transition can be more than just bringing out the pumpkins, more than just bringing out the corn stalks and the scarecrows and carving jack-o'-lanterns. It can be more than that. And today that's what we're talking about. We're talking about bringing fall into your home in ways, tangible ways, that really trigger the senses and get you thinking more cozy. So you may want to grab a notebook and a pen because I'm going to be walking through the senses. I'm going to be giving you tangible ideas for how you can prepare your home for this winter using the transition of fall. At the end, we're going to be talking about tips for how you can shop your home to do this and how you can even gather outside. We're starting today with our sense of touch. When you think about your sense of touch, you think about texture. And look around you from right where you're sitting. Texture is everywhere. And it presents itself even visually. But every surface that you can touch has a texture to it. Is it smooth or rough, soft or hard? Texture is a critical element in creating a cozy environment. And texture goes beyond just the textiles that we might use. Let's just think for just a second about these things. Leather, granite, and wood tabletops. If you think about just those, and each of those have a very smooth, a very smooth finish. But if you think about worn leather, or if you think about wood that has, um, that's more reclaimed and it has maybe some character out of it. It has some divots, it has some grains, some knots that you see. Those are all nuances of texture that take it from that smooth surface to a little bit more visually interesting, a little bit more deep, and make that space feel a little bit more cozy. So if we approach adding texture to our space with a little bit more nuance, what would that look like? It would look like adding texture in ways that both look and feel visually interesting and deep. Our mind naturally goes to textiles, and so we're going to start there. So if I think about the ways that textiles in summer are different than textiles in fall, here's what I think about summer. I think about lighter weight textiles like linens, cotton, knits, I think about muslin, really very breathable textiles, but in the fall, they get just a little bit heavier. The, he the heaviness comes in terms of weight, in terms of cozy, and sometimes, of course, in terms of color. We'll talk about color in a minute. But if I think about heavier textiles, I might replace some of those summertime textiles with things like cable knits, velvet, 
faux fur, flannel, maybe even corduroy. I'm replacing the muslins, the knits, the things that are just a little bit lighter weight with things that are heavier. Even if you think about the textiles that you wear in your closet, right? In the summertime, you're wearing tank tops that might be a little bit thinner because you want the air to move. In the winter, you're replacing those, or the fall, you're replacing those with heavier weight materials. Same thing goes with your home. So where would you add textiles? You would add textiles in pillows or in throw blankets. For some of you, that might also include bedding. Bringing awareness to the sense of touch within your home doesn't always just mean with textiles. Sometimes it can be with natural elements that you find within your home, like the leathers or the woods. Let's talk about wood for just a minute. I'm going to go on a little tangent. Wood tones in general can be sometimes the Achilles heel for a lot of homeowners because sometimes having too many wood tones within one visual space is too much. Sometimes they compete against each other too much and they bring a weightiness to the space that brings it down. So if you think about having wood tones that are uh, maybe two or three in one space and that's it, and then contrasting enough that they make it so that they're not competing against each other, but really highlighting each other's best parts. So what kinds of wood can you bring in if you don't already have wood elements in your room? You can bring in outside wood elements, branches and twigs. You can even bring in logs. I have a log in my home that is a side table. It is a stripped down trunk about 20 inches tall that I debarked and I put polyurethane on it. I sanded it down, put polyurethane on it, and that adds a little bit of conversational interest, but it also adds a layer of warmth. Wood, by its very nature, adds warmth to a space. You can bring wood in in the form of frames or trays, clocks. What about other natural elements? Natural elements like wicker or rattan or just woven materials like bamboo. Some of those things are the, the materials that make up baskets. And I bet we have some baskets within our home. So bringing in baskets can add that, can do the same thing that wood tones do. They add a layer of warmth, but baskets by their very nature add a complexity and nuance to the texture because you can both feel it and see it, which leads me to number two, our sense of sight. We already know that textural items can be both felt and seen. So thinking about that when you do highlight your textiles or woods that have a little bit more visually interesting character to it is a good thing. But some other things you might want to think about are bringing in other natural elements. Some of the things that you might be able to gather outside that create that cozy fall feeling. Of course, pumpkins naturally come into play here. But what about things like branches, twigs, colored leaves. What about feathers or antlers? All of those you can see. They immediately draw you into a sense of fall and a sense of cozy. But I would be remiss to not talk about color for a second. When we think about fall, we normally gravitate towards the warm colors like oranges, yellows, reds. The things that naturally are happening outside when the leaves change from greens to those vibrant fall colors but I want you to imagine some other things. I was just outside in my front yard the other day and I noticed my hydrangeas. And if you have hydrangeas in your yard, go out and take a peek because what you're going to notice is that they're changing from those vibrant colors into a little bit more 
complacent isn't the right word, but they're a little bit more muted. But take a look at the variety of color within each little hydrangea head. Mine are pink and kind of a purpley, but they also have shades of taupe and greens, shades of gray. And so I'm using that as my fall color palette. And this is the second year I've been doing that. I don't naturally love reds and oranges and yellows. Mustard, I can, I can handle. But I don't naturally love that. I love the muted, dusky, dusky colors like my hydrangeas. I've noticed too that some of the ones that are blues, they have the same muted, dusky, dusky colors. They have the gray undertones and the taupe undertones. So if I use that as my color palette, I'm going to highlight my hydrangeas with some taupes, maybe some sand colors, maybe some grayish. That is going to give me a really nice fall color palette if I didn't really want to have the bright oranges and the bright reds. And if a dusky pink isn't your thing, what about sage greens? What about, what about olives? When you're creating your fall color palette, I want you to go outside and take a walk around the block. What are you noticing? Of course, the reds and the yellows and the oranges are screaming at us. They've been screaming at us for years and they are lovely and they're lovely for a reason. But maybe you don't want to do reds, yellows, and oranges this year. Maybe you want to think about something else. So if you have a color palette that you're using for your fall decorating, let me know. And while you're outside on that walk, I want you to pay attention to the smells that you're smelling. What is it? You guessed it. We are on number three, our sense of smell. And olfactory nerves are so strong for me. <laughs> I don't know how strong they are for you, but I associate memories with smells all the time. Let me tell you a funny quick story. When I was pregnant with my first kiddo, my husband and I took a baby moon. Of course, this is before baby moon was even a phrase, but that's what it was. And we took one <laughs> and we went to Scotland. I was four months pregnant and I was just in my transition from feeling queasy every morning to feeling really great every day, but I wasn't quite there yet. When we visited the city of Edinburgh, we went to an ancient cheese shop. My husband loves cheese and I can just tolerate it, but he loves it. And this was, this was a 400 year old dug into the side of a hill kind of thing. I don't even remember many of the details. I just remember this. We took one step inside of the cheese shop and I turned and fled. Of course, Greg is ooing and eyeing because there is just the ambiance in there is fantastic and the smells for him are wonderful. And he is looking at all of the different varieties of cheese and he turns around and he says, hey, Danny, and I am nowhere to be found. He found me about four blocks away where I escaped the smell, the overpowering smell. It was so strong and it felt like all nerves were firing. <laughs> It is not that strong anymore, thankfully, but bringing in a scent for your fall home is a way to create another layer of that cozy ambiance for you. So what kind of fall memories do you think about? For me, I grew up in the heart of apple country, and so fall is synonymous with the smell of ripened apples. I think about pears, I think about fallen leaves, I think about walks through the wood, I think about burning fires. And all of those have a smell to it. They all have a scent. So recreating that scent or having a candle that you 
that makes you feel like you're in the heart of fall, that brings you back to a time that is a fun memory from a fall experience that you've had, can be a good thing. What is it for you? Some of the scents I think about when it comes to candles or diffusing blends of essential oils are apples, pears, sugar cookies, pumpkin pie, apple pie, pumpkin spice, cinnamon, cedarwood. Those are just a few to get your creative juices flowing if you need a little bit of inspiration. All right, number four, we are moving on to the sense of taste. This can go hand in hand a little bit with the sense of sight. If we think about bringing in food items as decorative pieces, a lot of us already do this with pumpkins. When we see pumpkins, yes, it is a visually, it is a visual reminder of fall, but it can also elicit that idea of the taste of fall. When we think fall, we think pumpkins, we think pumpkin spice, we think pumpkin spice lattes. What about pumpkin soup? We think squash, gourds, all of the things. So if we keep that in mind, what are other elements? What are other food decorative pieces? Are there? Sure, there are. Apples, pears, squash, chestnuts. Could a bowl of fresh picked apples sitting on your dining room table serve as a decoration and as a functional piece as a way to conveniently entice small hands for a healthy snack? Absolutely. Could whole cinnamon sticks sitting on a tray with a cute little vase of hydrangeas and some vintage books serve as a way, as a visual reminder of fall? Yes, it can. No one I know nibbles on a cinnamon stick, but it serves as a visual reminder that this is edible. And not only that, but it smells good too. And don't get me started about the smells and the tastes that happen with fall cooking. For me, my menus change from season to season. And just like things in summer are a little bit lighter, fresher, airier in decorating, they are lighter, fresher, airier in terms of what we put into our bodies. We oftentimes have what's called market dinner in summertime, where we just have fresh vegetables, baguette, some cheese for the cheesemongers in our home. <laughs> and we serve it with olive oil and balsamic vinegar, a perfect light, refreshing meal and super, super quick. But when we transition into fall, we do have a little bit um, heavier, heartier meals. Some things like soups and stews and chilies and pasta dishes where I'm using the oven just a little bit more. We almost always cook from scratch. We have a few packaged items at home in our freezer for convenience sake, and we sometimes treat ourselves for a night out at a restaurant. But 90% of the time, we are cooking from scratch. So what that means for me is that our home smells like fall. And I understand that it might not for you, but that is a way that we not only bring in the scent of fall with fall cooking, but we bring in the taste of fall. Some of my favorites, of course, are the sweet treats like apple galette or apple pie. And by the way, if you are looking for a perfect apple pie recipe that is straight as a reminder of grandma's cooking, I will put a link into the show notes for my mom's apple pie. This is an apple pie that I grew up liking. And until I tasted other people's apple pie, <laughs> I didn't realize how good it was. So I recreated this apple pie recipe. Of course, I had to ask 
my dad, my siblings. What did mom put in this? I remember this. I remember that. What did she put in it? Because she never wrote the recipe down. (laughs) Oh dear. But I think I got it. And um, just as a disclaimer, I am not a food blogger, so I do have a picture of it. The picture does it no justice. You do need to give it a try. The link is in the show notes. Butternut squash bisque or even butternut squash. Oh, I love butternut squash. We do not have it enough. What about pumpkin puff pancakes? Have you tried pumpkin pancakes? Pumpkin pasta? Okay, I'm getting hungry. It's about lunchtime, so I'm going to stop my bad self and move on to the last one, the sense of hearing. So how can you bring fall sound into your home decorating? Can you do it? Just like the sense of taste, of course you can. You just might need to think about what reminds you of fall. So when I think about the contrast, like we talked about at the beginning of the show, we talked about the contrast between vibrant summer and the contrast to a more docile, hibernating winter. There are sounds that I feel like can be associated with each one. When I think about vibrancy in music or vibrancy in sound, I think about upbeat music. I think about music with a lot of words. I think about a lot of tones. I think about um, a fast pace. But in winter, I think about maybe more instrumental. It's a little bit more soothing and calm. What would be a nice landing ground in the middle? It's going to be different for each one of you, just like just like the way scents are triggered different memories for each of you. It's going to vary differently. But for me, I'm going to choose a music playlist that is a little bit slower. It is a little bit calmer. It's a little bit easier to listen to. Or maybe it's not a music playlist that you have. Maybe it is white noise. Could it be the crackling sounds of a fire or the sounds of a crunching leaves on an afternoon hike? Whatever it is for you, you can help land in that space of what would be a soothing fall sound by taking that walk outside. So when you're taking that walk outside, you're doing some homework. And that homework is you're looking for signs of fall in the way that things look, the way that things feel, the way that things smell, the way that things sound, and we'll leave the taste for when you get back home. So as you're working on bringing in layers of fall to create a cozy, warm environment for your fall home, do take that walk outside. That is your first piece of homework. Identifying the elements of fall within the confines of your senses. And if you're having trouble identifying some of those things, I want you to think about the contrast between summer and winter. And if you can think about the contrast within each sense for summer and winter, what would be that happy medium for the fall? Like in the case of the sense of sound or the sense of touch, what are those elements of fall for you? Because they're going to look different for each person. Writing all of that down is going to be very helpful because if you can identify what fall looks like for you when it comes to sight and touch and hearing, when it comes to all of those different things, using that list as you start gathering things inside and outside to create the fall look that you want will be a lot easier because you have at your fingertips the ideas that are going to create that space. And chances are you probably have several pieces in your own home that you don't have to go out and purchase anything. So 
a couple tips for shopping your home when it comes to fall decorating. Number one, have that list handy. What do you think about when you think about fall in terms of sight? Fall in terms of sound. Okay, so you have that list that we of the homework we already just did. Number two, you're going to create that color palette. And that color palette can be anything that you noticed when you're out on that walk. Maybe it is the browns and taupes. Maybe it has some of the dusty pinks or dusty blues, or maybe it's the vibrant yellows. But having that color palette on that same list is going to be really important. Tip number three, what room are you going to be working on and concentrating in? When you are concentrating on a room, make a separate list of the items that you want to remove for the season. Do you want to remove the blanket and the pillows? What about some of the candles? What are, what are some of the decorating pieces and touches that kind of still scream summer? Make a list of those as your starting point, because when you go shop your home, those are the items that you're going to want to replace. So for example, in my room, in my living room, I know that I want to have my pillows changed. I have some white foundational pillows. These are great foundational pieces and anchor pieces for my couch. But then I'm going to want to bring in my color palette. And my color palette are going to be some of my dusky pinks with the beige undertones. I'm going to go shop my house. I'm going to go look in my bedroom. I'm going to go look in the playroom. I'm going to go look in wherever I might have some other throw pillows. Maybe I have a space where I have a few extra throw pillow covers. I'm going to go and look at those before I go spend a penny. I'm also going to take that color palette idea and I'm going to go look on my bookshelf. Do I have books of that color palette? Do I have reds and oranges and bright yellows? Do I have mustard yellows or olive greens? What is my color palette? I'm going to go look for any of those elements within my home to bring them to the living room. I'm not necessarily going to decorate with them right away. I'm going to bring them and put them in a separate pile until I'm ready to start. You can do the same thing with art pieces, with frames, with vases, with candles, with diffusers, with plants. You can do the same thing, looking for different pieces with different rooms in your home and just bring them to the forefront. Tip number four, you're going to look for those natural elements within your home. Where are they? Do you have baskets? Do you have wood frames? Do you have chairs that are made of wood? Do you have other things that are that have those natural elements? Those speak fall very loudly. And can you bring them into the same collection pile so that we can redistribute them when the time is right? And tip number five, don't forget the food elements. You can have a glass bowl of pears sitting on your dining table and that looks just as fall as a centerpiece with faux flowers. And actually it's consumable and it doesn't take up space once you're done eating them. Now, once you're done with that, I want you to go take that walk outside again. And this time you are taking a basket with you because you are going to go on a gathering mission. And when you are gathering, you're going to gather things that could complete that fall look. You're looking for the color palette that you mentioned, and you're looking for some of those natural elements. Can you find feathers? Can you find branches? Can you find pine cones, acorns, leaves, leafy branches? Can you find twigs, plumes of grass? Can you find antlers? What are some of the things that you can find? Can you create a collection of those? Putting them in a glass bowl, a glass cylinder, 
a glass container so that they can become on display in your fall decorating. I hope these tips have been helpful and I am so excited to hear and see the ways that you bring fall into your home when you think about your senses. And moving forward, you can do the same thing with winter, with spring, with summer. And I want to see what you come up with. So be sure to tag me on Instagram at Fig and Farm and show me your fall decorating. How are you bringing cozy into your home when it comes to your senses? And how are you bridging that gap from vibrant summer to a cool, more sedate winter? All right, until next time, I'll see you soon. Hey, real quick before you go. If you learned something new or found value in today's podcast, would you head over to iTunes to Fig and Farm at Home and leave a review and subscribe to the show? That would be awesome. And if you'd like to connect with my community of mamas who are learning to be intentional storytellers within their own homes, join us at bit.ly forward slash design 101 group. There's always more room at the table. See you soon.